guys, next episode of today, we're talking Katamari Damashi. Yeah. I figured we would go all in with the weird shit um, yeah. right away. I'm because, here for it. quite frankly, how can you talk about weird games and not discuss this? Right. So, this, I remember seeing trailers for this game and thinking, what? What the fuck am I looking at? <coughs> the moment I saw pandas and mushrooms and and weird storks frolicking in a field, I was Sing, like, singing ducks. Singing and ducks. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, just the premise alone is odd. Right. Yeah, so you're playing the prince of the cosmos, and your dad gets drunk one night and knocks all the stars out of the sky. Yep. So you're tasked with going to Earth and rolling around a, a giant ball that makes stuff stick to it in order to throw that into the sky to make new stars. Yep. Basically, the idea is get the ball as big as it possibly can be. That's the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the strangest thing in the world. And it's it's oddly a difficult game. Yeah. Which is bizarre. I mean, when you're not fighting the camera, you're fighting the physics of your surroundings. I will say the camera is a pain in the ass. <laughs> the camera is a pain because there's so many points, in the, or especially in the first couple levels, where you're picking up only small things like thumbtacks and pieces of bubble gum, where it's like you're in these tiny cramped spaces, like little tubes, and like right. you're in very small rooms. And it's like it gets a little frustrating. Right. But... It's uh, surprisingly challenging as it uh, goes along. Yeah. And and the control scheme is like tank treads? It's like a tank. Yeah, it's like tank controls, where tank <laughs> controls actually work really, really well. Right. As opposed to like the Resident Evil games, where it doesn't work very well. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but as you're rolling it around, you have to pick up weird stuff. It's, uh... When did you first play this game? Did you play when it came out? Um... Y- yes, I think so. I'm not. I'm, I don't know exactly when it came out. I picked it up. 2004, uh, I think is when it came out. No, I, I played it in like 2006 or seven. Yeah. So I picked it up shortly after I got a PS2, and it was a recommend from one of the people at GameStop. Yeah. Because uh, I I, was, I loved the Sly Cooper series was the first things that I got for the PlayStation. I picked up a couple other odd odds and ends games here and there, and then. The guy was like, "Oh, you have to get this game. If yep. like if you just got a PS2, this is gonna be like your favorite PS2 game." And I was like, "What's it about?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> so I took it home and popped it in, and literally ignored all the other games I had picked up for the rest of that week mm-hmm. playing Catamore. Yep, it's oddly satisfying. Yeah, oddly, it's like it's like popping bubble wrap. You just want to get that little ball bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah. Can you beat your perfect time? Can you beat your perfect score? Yeah. The um, it, it it's very relaxing in a stressful kind of way yeah um because there's no there's no villain really yeah. your villain is the time yeah time limit there's no there's no violence yeah for for a, a big it's an extremely clean game right yeah like you because you literally like pick up people and they get stuck in your ball and turn into a star which like, yeah i guess on some levels a little violent yeah but like they just wiggle their arms when yeah. they're stuck on your ball <laughs> exactly it's like it's kind of like the in, it's kind of like a response to all the violent games that were coming out back in 2004. Yeah, it was like, you had like the Metal Gear franchise, you had like the Grand Theft Auto franchise, and you had like um, I think what was it, uh, Manhunt had come out just prior to I'm that, which was the same. most violent game ever made. Right, Postal was going strong with like Postal Two. Yeah, there was all these action oriented first person shooters like the Medal of Honor games. There's a lot of really graphic stuff. And then you have this. Yep. A weird anomaly, and it's one of the best games of the year. Right. Yeah. So it's surprising. Was the PlayStation one the first one that they ever did? PlayStation 2 was the first the first time they ever did it, and they eventually uh, moved it over to uh, 
the Switch. I think it got re-released mm-hmm. on the Switch. That's recently. what I've been playing it on. Yeah, they yeah. they had like three games on the PS2, and then they really released it onto the PS3 store. You could play it on PS3. Obviously, you can get on the PS4 now, and mm-hmm. now they've got it on the Switch. Yeah, I think, I feel like it plays better on a handheld. Uh, I, that's how I've been playing it. Uh, actually, I got the Switch, and I had I had been playing it on the TV pretty often. But recently, with like Luigi's Mansion and Katamari, I've been doing it handheld in bed. Like it's, yeah. it, I, a lot of the Switch games feel like they play better on your handheld rather than on a screen. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, it, maybe it's the controllers, the way they fit into the the actual screen. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I have the the like handheld docks, and actually, I just got um, uh, we had Mario Kart, a Mario Kart party, and Smash Brothers, and I only have enough for everybody to play like the single joy-con yeah so i got these like little rubber controller handles for the singles that like it pops in like a like a small controller so it's a little easier to hold yeah um that it hasn't been too bad but for for katamari yeah i've been playing it on the on mm-hmm. the handheld it's fun mm-hmm. take it with me yeah, on the go it's it's one of those games that it it feels satisfying as you're playing it as compared to like um uh, what's a game that came out at that time? Like the Metal Gear franchise, where mm. you feel like you're making progress, and then you get stuck at one point. Yeah, like, I remember. I think it was the same year that Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater came out, which was way too long. Yeah, <laughs> that game is so long, and it's there's so little that actually happens mm. between the boss fights that it doesn't feel satisfying as you're playing it. Right. As opposed to this, where it's like there's only about like I think twelve levels, something like that, and they get progressively bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. Until eventually, you're just rolling the ball around. You can't even see your little character anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> somehow he's pushing that big ball around, and it's, he keeps picking up like entire islands. I think you pick up like the God of Thunder at one point. Oh at yeah. The tail end of the game, <laughs> you literally pick up everything. It's impossible to not get a perfect score on that last on that last map. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the Godzilla creatures fighting each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you find there's like an even bigger octopus out in the ocean out in the ocean, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's 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 also got that brilliant art style where it does it's like Minecraft where yeah. it's like it's blocky and it's chunky but it's endearing in a way. That's a crossover I'd be into. Minecraft Katamari. There's got to be a mod out there somewhere. Probably. Got to be. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious how many mushrooms these guys took in order to make this thing. Like if you wanted to encapsulate Japanese culture, it's just this game. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. And so like some some of the items that you can pick up are like. You know, there, there's like your universal, you know, cats and dogs and animals and sh- shit like that. Yeah. But it's specifically when you get to the like, like half a meter size, all the different like Japanese foods. Yeah. And like there's to- sushi rolls. Yeah. And there's like, like chopsticks, toys and items and things like that yeah. that are just like very uniquely Japanese. And I'm going, what? What did I just pick up? What is yeah. that thing? When you pick up the sumo wrestlers and they go, Ugh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone's. <laughs> Everyone's screaming in for their lives, and you just keep picking them up on your little ball. Right, or when the like even the cops can shoot at you in the game. I know, but it's it's like like laser, like high pitch, <laughs> like it's it's so nonviolent. God, the, uh, I think I think it's level eight or nine where um you, you hit like a like two meters and you can go up yeah. to the school and there's all the school kids oh, running around all the kids. in a circle. <laughs> it's so terrible. That was just like. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of Untitled Goose Game, and the it, like. It's oh yeah, <laughs> it's naughty, but it's not like violent or bad. Yeah, it's like it's just kind of, it's just, it's kind of like a um a joke that adults will get, but kids will miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if adults watching is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
But if you're a kid, you're just like, I don't get it. What's so what's so horrible about that? Like, right. You realize that this ball is going and picking them up and it's going to throw them into the sky, turn them into fire, right? <laughs> I wonder if any any point of Katamari inspired that movie Rubber about the tire that... Oh, God, Rubber. <laughs> Jesus. Rolls around and kills people. That is quite possibly the strangest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Not a good movie? I wouldn't say it's good. I, I, can, I can imagine the pitch for Katamari and Rubber was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Katamari yeah. probably more. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if they started developing it before they actually pitched it as a game. I, I don't know. Because, like, how do you walk into an office and be like, hello, serious game creator <laughs> that would like to make money. I feel Here's like they, my idea for this game. I feel like the the game exists specifically to show off, like, a, a physics engine. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of what it is. Because you actually feel, like, weight and mass. Oh, absolutely. To everything. That's the point of the game is that you feel the mass of everything that's in the environment. It is hard to roll the ball towards it the is, end of some of the levels. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you get, like, a certain object on the ball that, like, throws off the weight distribution. Oh, yeah. When you get, like, a weird stick. <laughs> and it's and like, it, <laughs> yeah, it keeps, it, and you like you can roll over something but not pick it up, and it's like God damn it! Right, and it screws up your it screws up your score at the tail tail end of the mission. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's like it it feels like a way to show off the physics engine of a of a game mechanic. Yeah, so the and um, then they just wrap the game around it. Basically, yeah. I mean, because you do the same thing all the way through. Yeah, like uh, the, but it never gets repetitive. It never no. gets boring. Yeah. Well, they, I think they did a good thing with like the the size challenges where they don't tell you how big it is and you're supposed to stop it when you're a, as close to a size as you think you are. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's like a meter or two meters you're supposed to like paw, like end the level when you get to that size. Yeah. And they, they they pulled the challenges out in other ways or like the um the the constellations uh, those are my favorite levels where oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. pick up as many fish as you can for Pisces or mm. um, as many twins as you can for Gemini and yeah. that'll affect the the overall gameplay score mm. that's inventive and that kept it from getting like too repetitive yeah where it's like you're just making a star right yeah. or yeah. when you get the moon at the end and you can pick up the continents <laughs> <laughs> try to try to get all the countries <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to not win that one right yeah i will say that um did you ever play the sequels? I never played any of the sequels. Uh, I didn't. I, well, I, I know I played We Love Katamari like once, but yeah. I never owned it. Yeah, I heard that the sequels basically just are the same thing. Yeah. But they added in a multiplayer component, and I'm just like, how do you get multiplayer to that? So, good question. Um, uh, the Switch version has the multiplayer component. How does that work? Um, basically, you're thrown into an arena with a bunch of objects, and whoever's bigger can pick up the other person <laughs> for a second. And then you have to like shake your controller to get off. Um, so basically it's like who can pick up the most objects within a time limit. Huh. And then once the last object is picked up, the round's over and whoever's bigger wins. Okay. And you get like extra points if the if your opponent stuck to you at the end. If like if you can time it just right that you pick up the last object. Uh, as you're picking up your opponent, you get like extra points for that. It's it, it's as simple as the game. Like it, okay. it is not an advanced multiplayer kind of thing, but it's really fun. It, yeah. Like it's super competitive because you're just like initially about the same size and you just bounce off of each other. Mm -hmm. But it once you get like a certain amount larger, you can start to like really fuck with the other person. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, I know that they try to keep it going for a friend. They made. Three games in total, I believe. Okay. I don't think the sequels actually did compare to the first one. Everyone just kind of said, eh, it's more of the same. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would love to see a new version today, though, with today's technology and today's, oh, yeah. like, like, a new version for, like, the PS4 or something like that. Yeah, with, like, uh, I, I don't I don't even know if I'd want, like, an improvement in the graphics, but maybe, like... Slight, maybe, like, more stuff in the environment. Yeah. Maybe more realistic stuff. Eh, maybe. Possibly. I don't want to. I don't want to get away from the blockiness of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, that's the charm. Yeah, the the like cell shading and stuff like that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, maybe a level designer would be a lot of fun. Oh, kind of like a Forge thing, like the Halo franchise. Yeah, like, like your own Forge map. Oh my God, I cannot tell you how many hours I sunk into Forge mode. Oh God, I literally recreated my community college as a level, <laughs> and then uh, took it into like the gaming degree people, and they like set aside time during the semester that everybody could play this level. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. I remember playing War Forge a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't have the patience for it. Um, did you ever play, like, the uh, Jedi Outcast or any of those old, like, oh, yeah, PC, yeah. PC games? Yeah. Um, I got really into designing levels for those. Hmm. That that was, like, that was my jam. Yeah. I, I did one where you play, you're basically playing, like, an action figure so that the the environment's like a big house and you're like scaled to the size of an action figure <laughs> i don't know i enjoyed it I, I love level design shit mario maker that that is my oh yeah <laughs> absolute jam god uh, yeah i i, I could probably totally see like a level designer for a new katamari yeah, yeah. i don't think there's really much demand for it anymore though i kind of a shame it, that's one i'm surprised didn't go to mobile that could very easily I, be done I on your phone. I thought there was a version that went to mobile. Was there? I, I don't know. I'll look it up right now. It could be perfect for mobile games, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I will say the one negative I do have of the game is that the um, the way in which you make your ball go really fast, the sort of like have to press yeah. up and down on the on the uh, control sticks. Yeah. That felt a little funky because you could never get it to go in the direction that you actually right. want to go. It felt a little bit like it didn't belong there. It was always kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Um. They did make it for mobile. It did make it for mobile. Oh. Uh, and it, I mean, it's like right on brand. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have is this, that a goose that I see? Yeah, yeah. Singing, <laughs> of course Singing goose. God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd play. Yeah. Maybe I'll download it. I wonder if it's free. Hmm. It is free for... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like an iPhone anyways. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to pay like to get like all the levels. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I I downloaded the um the Mario mobile game and that's it's some bullshit. I was yeah. I was kind of upset. You get like one level for free and then the rest of it you have to pay for. Uh, no, I mean you can you can grind and unlock all like the different circuits and stuff, mm -hmm. but uh the characters you only get uh Toad initially. <laughs> you have to unlock characters. That's bullshit. Um, and the the thing that pissed me off the most, you can't do it, uh, in uh landscape mode. It is a portrait mode only game. Oh, that's bullshit. Nobody likes playing games like that. No. The only thing that works that way is Centipede and Tetris. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> likes playing in, in portrait mode. It's I, I was so upset because the first thing I did was like, all right, orientation off, turn it sideways, and turn. and Please turn. Nope. <laughs> only can play it in portrait mode. It's that is bullshit. such bullshit. <laughs> so like, there's nothing on the top or bottom of the screen. It's just like... It's, yeah, it's just like literally like a, like a slice out of your TV. You can't see wide around you. It's bad. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Just uh. a ask people. When you're making a game, just ask people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I had been consulted, <laughs> I would have been like, hey, uh, landscape mode would yeah. be great. Because that's how I play games on a phone. Yeah. 
because I have bad eyesight. <laughs> I need a nice wide view to see everything. <laughs> I feel claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I will say if they do a new Katamari for consoles, let's get a little control of the camera. Yeah. There's only one thing you can do to control the camera, which is that you can do that overhead view. Right. But like that's useless. Right. It was, I never touched that. Never even once did I even use it. Um, I did it once to see what it does, and I was like, well, this is useless. I did it accidentally a lot, just like clicking clicking it on the joysticks. Because like, I'm, I'm one of those people that like really gets into it when I'm especially getting towards the end of a level or something like that. Yeah. And like, you know, if I'm like shaking the, the controllers back and forth to shoot my ball yeah. or something like that, I would, I would <coughs> accidentally click them and jump up uh, uh, overhead. But yeah, I, like I couldn't even see the function for it, and except for, I guess, if you didn't know the map. I was I was kind of surprised. You didn't really need to know the map. All you need to know was just like where everything was. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I was surprised at how much I remembered about it. I yeah. like playing it recently because I literally hadn't played it since the aughts, mm-hmm. and then playing it recently, I was like, oh yeah, I remember all this. I even remembered all the music. That's one thing I will say is that the music of the, the soundtrack of this game is fantastic. Oh my god! If you just wanted like just if you want to get the feel of the game without even playing it, just listen to the soundtrack. Right. Just the weirdest shit in the world. It's it's so happy. It's like lounge music. Yeah, it reminds me of like Richard Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about Richard Cheese till right now. It totally feels like Richard Cheese music. Down with the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that cover. Oh my oh god, that's god. great. That is brilliant. Does he still make music? I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope so. What a great guy. Yeah, just what a solid dude. Just. Just make weird covers of just lounge covers of music. Banana phone lounge covers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm being transported back to the uh, uh, back to the aughts, <laughs> the early aughts and late nineties. Yeah, God, what a time! Man. What a time to be alive. Yeah, there was. I don't know what it was happening back in the early two thousands. Like everything amazing was coming out in game wise. Oh yeah, like we had like you know the PS two was the ma- the greatest game console of all time. You had like Twisted Metal. You Absolutely. Had, like, the Metal Gear franchise moved into a new realm. Yeah. Like you had Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank. Oh, uh, yeah. Halo was coming out for the Xbox. Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. That's yeah. right. You, that's all this amazing stuff. And just like this Katamari is right there smack dab in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. It was I downloaded the, uh, the Spyro trilogy for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't played those. I was actually on the outskirts of the spyro i played those when they came out for the ps1 yeah they're they're not they're not that good i did they don't age they're, well they're collectathons and they're very sparse very like not a lot going on in the game it kind of they, they were me. kids games yeah they're there for kids yeah they're true. there for kids the only thing i will say is notable is that elijah wood is the voice of spyro really yeah huh that's the only thing that's worth noting i did not know that they are they are very well done collectathons for yeah. kids yeah, because uh, I was I was trying to think back like the the level design reminded me of like Nintendo sixty four like rareware stuff like Donkey Kong and Banjo Kazooie. That was kind of the style. Yeah, at the time, just like these big sparse open. I guess I guess you know that was the, the, the level designs of those kinds of games were very circuitous. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a giant circle, mm-hmm. and you just go around and just pick up all the gems and just defeat all the enemies. That's right. It. That was basically all you did through every game. Right. Even like the Sly Cooper games are kind of the same. They're very circuitous levels. Yeah. Like Ratchet and Clank was the same way. Literally, Ratchet and Clank every level is like shaped like a donut. Oh yeah. It's like <laughs> just circles back in on itself. Yeah, it circles back around on itself. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, <clears throat> I want to say it was up your arsenal. I can't remember which one it was though. If you if you set the PlayStation clock to a certain time, it would unlock a portal that would take you to the Insomniac like 
uh, like museum, and you could see different like character designs and things like that. And don't remember this. Yeah, it was it was a weird. There, I'm sure there's YouTube videos yeah. on it. There's a bunch of games that allowed you to do that. Like Animal oh. Crossing, you could like open up all the holidays by setting your GameCube clock right. to the, like December 25th. And it's like, hey, it's Christmas in your town. It's Didn't like, they do that with Metal Gear? You could beat one of the bosses by changing the... Oh, um, the end. Yeah. In Metal Gear Solid 3, the end, you could actually outweight him, and he would die while in, in the middle of that sniper fight. Right. And you just have to change your PlayStation clock and to- then go back in, and it's like, oh, look at that, he died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did, I, you could also defeat him early on in the game by... um when he is brought back into that warehouse, you shoot him from a distance from a sniper rifle, huh. and you just blow up the warehouse, you can kill him, and you don't have to fight him. It, and it just ends? You don't have to... It just You go into that battlefield where he's supposed to be, and it's just... He's not there. Yeah. Yeah, you can just kill him early without having to fight him. Wild. Yeah. But I always play those games pacifist, in a pacifist ma- manner. I always just use the Trank guns. What's uh, What do you think is the best game for a pacifist run? Uh, not, not Metal Gear specifically, oh, just like in, uh, in da- general. Deus Ex. Yeah? Deus Ex, because they are tough if you try to play a pacifist, oh, pacifist sure. run. I, um, Especially Deus Ex Human Revolution, where there's so many guys. Yeah. And there's so few rounds of ammunition. Right. That if you try to play in a pacifist manner, it's near impossible. Hmm. But I did it. <laughs> it didn't kill one person in Deus Ex Human Revolution. Did you get a different ending for doing that? Uh, no. Oh, no. damn. You, get, you only get the standard four endings. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, like, the three endings of, like... I can't remember. Oh, God, it's been so long since I played that one. I know the one ending that's was supposed to be the true ending was that you blow up the facility and all of the information is all lost, which allows the storyline of Deus Ex the Conspiracy to occur. Hmm. That's the true ending. But then they did Mankind Divided, and it's like, oh, no, he survived. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, Mankind Divided wasn't that great. It was Wild. okay. It wasn't great. I um, lived with a couple guys that worked for Bethesda, and I remember during the, um, uh, what's the, the uh, thief game that they have where you like sneak around, D- uh, Dishonored. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one for, for pacifist runs. Yeah, I, I remember d- like while they were working on that, they were talking about like how they were figuring the pacifist runs into the game, and yeah. like, you get a different ending for finishing that way, and it was like something... <coughs> Like inertly designed into it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because in the in the storyline of that first game, you've been framed for mm-hmm. murder. Like right. The idea is that if you commit murder, well, they you just prove that you are a murderer. Right. <laughs> so the idea is that you're not supposed to kill anybody. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, a lot of their games you can play pacifist. Somebody just did or just did. I think it was a couple years back. Did um, Fallout Four, a pacifist run of it. And th- good luck. W- there's well, there's one the the guy who kidnapped your son. Um, you have to kill him to get a chip out of his brain. And the way this guy figured out a way around it was, uh, he's he's got two minions that can come out, and y- you use different skills or something to get the minions to attack him that- and kill him for you. <laughs> which is like not really pacifist. Yeah, it's like a technical pacifist, but it's, it gets by on a technicality, right? Literally but, a technicality, uh, and uh, apparently it took him like thousands of hours to get to <laughs> to be able to like beat it on a pacifist run. But jank, he did it. It's a jank ass game to begin with. True. God, <coughs> what the hell happened to Bethesda? I mean, who knows? What the hell? I remember I picked up um, seventy six, and I was just like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I dropped off of that so quick. Oh man, everybody did. That that was so underbaked. They like. It, it's, it was never supposed to be a multiplayer game. Yeah. It was always supposed to be a single-player experience, and then they just said, put multiplayer in, because 
Um, uh, what's what's the kind of game? What is it? Um, Deathmatch type games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what are they called? Like the Fortnite. Fortnite, um, whatever they're called. Battle uh, Royale. Battle Royale games. That's, yeah. what, that's basically what it was. It was a Battle Royale game, but no one was playing, so it's like it's not really a Battle Royale. Right. So, yeah. Remember I was playing that with my buddy Dave, and I was just like, it's so empty. I was There's really happening. I was really. And it's glitchy as fuck. There's a three-hour oh, yeah. video online that shows all the glitches this guy encountered. The glitches are fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, like people just running around with their arms out to their sides, and it's like no, they're not moving, but right. they're still interacting with you like they're moving. Right. It's. God. I was excited for it because I'm originally from that Morgantown area. Yeah. So I was like, it was gonna be cool to play a game set in a location that I've been. And like intimately new, yeah. Just to see how how like you know well they redesigned Morgantown, yeah. And it was like, mm, no nah, thanks, I'm I'm good. <laughs> just it's just really boring. Yeah. Like setting it in the mountains, like well, well there's nothing out there. Right. Sorry, there's yeah. literally nothing out here. Exactly. That's why they don't put them in places where there's no town. Right. So which which because one of them was set in D.C. Right? Was it? That's three. Three. Three yeah. is set. In, three is set in D.C. This is kind of hilarious seeing like, oh, you can walk from Bethesda to Fairfax. They are not that close together. <laughs> right. That is such bullshit. Right. Yeah, they really condense that thing down a lot. Absolutely. That, I mean, they cut like, yeah, let's cut seventy five percent of Washington D.C. out and let's just put the small towns around it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Whatever. I wonder if there's any Bethesda games we could talk about on this podcast. Oh, uh, weird Bethesda games? I, 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 there's, like, weird stuff in them. Like, I could talk about the, um, uh, from the Elder Scrolls, the um, uh, uh, Pelagius. Pelagius? One of, the, one of the gods from that game is, like, basically the Joker. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think he was voiced by one of the Monty Python guys in uh, Oblivion. <coughs> I want to say Oblivion. Hmm. And the level where you, or the area where he is when you go to fight him is, like, designed around Alice in Wonderland. There's, like, giant mushrooms, and hmm. he's, like, it, it's it's trippy. The, that whole section okay. of total trip. Um, but, I, like, I could only discuss that portion of it. The, the game itself isn't that weird. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. There's plenty of weird games to talk about. I think, uh, you ever play Mr. Mosquito? Ever play that? No, but I I know I know what you're talking about. You play about. a mosquito and you try to suck the blood out of this random family right. that's uh, living in this house. The idea is to suck the blood out and not get slapped. Right. It's weird. It's strange. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a future episode. Yeah, I, I had to go back through like Nintendo 64 because I I that was like that was my platform. I think a good one to talk about for that one would be Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh yeah. I have the Xbox updated version Conquer Live and Reloaded. <laughs> It's uh, it has not aged well. No, I'm no, sure it's not very funny because yeah. just saying the word "fuck" and having poop monsters everywhere is not that funny. Right. The the, the it was funny back in the '64 days because no one had seen that before and oh, it was yeah. on the Nintendo right. '64. When you put it on the Xbox, it's like not so funny. Some it just didn't age very well. Right. Yeah. There's a reason they never made a sequel. Yeah, I mean that kind of like. <sighs> That's that kind of potty humor just doesn't right, age very well. Right. That that like it's not Im- clever. It's not interesting. It's just very flat after a while. It's it's immature. So it's like it's good on first yeah. interaction with it, and then like very quickly loses its steam. Yeah. Um, like ah, man, there there was a bunch of weird ones for the sixty four. We also have to do the um the Burger King Xbox games at some point. Oh God. Why? We have to. Oh Jesus Christ! I just I want to I want to find out. 
A, how that happened, <laughs> and and B, what the life was like of the people working on those games. I guarantee everybody that was probably working on those games has probably committed suicide by now. <laughs> I like genuinely. I may I may try to see if we can like get at one of the designers on the, <laughs> on an why episode. Did you do this? Yeah, just like just. Ex- Explain. <laughs> Just t- tell me how weird this was, because I am assuming working on Sneak King for the Burger King mascot had to have been uh, just an out-of-body experience, right? Oh, man. You would, you would think... Hey, what what is, let's just ask them. Hey, what is it like being a corporate shill? Right. <laughs> Cause, cause, like you go, to, you go to school to get the skills to be able to make video games, and then it's like, well, the company you work for just got hired to make a three dollar <laughs> video game for Burger King. It's like being it's like going to school for journalism at NYU and then you end up working at TMZ. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people at BuzzFeed have a journalism degree? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Uh that's no, I guarantee be... they all work for the onion because the <laughs> onion is doing better reporting these days than actual news reports. How how <laughs> uh, do you think in like a hundred years people are gonna look back and be like, oh, the onion was the prophecies that <laughs> <laughs> people would it was like the um uh what what's the name of that uh that document that prophesied all the shit that's gonna happen at the end of the world uh the um you know uh, what i mean oh god what the, the um the fuck was it um the articles of nostradamus yeah nostradamus yeah. that's yeah. it yeah <laughs> That 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 was the onion for us. <laughs> at, at the time, Nostradamus thought it was hilarious, and then yeah, was I'm like, sure he did. <laughs> probably. God, that's wild. I mm. yeah, I, I can't. I I'm genuinely very curious about that. You know, another game we have to talk about. What's up? Uh, Drive. Not, not based on the not one. based on the Ryan Gosling movie. Okay. Came out a, a few years before. I think it was two thousand six or seven. It is like the oddest storyline for a driving game mm-hmm. possible. Basically, you play as a cop who's in a car accident at the beginning of the game. Okay. And you're he's like bedridden in a coma. And the story of the game is playing out while he's in this coma. And you can leave your body in the car and take over another car while you're driving to what? like cut off cops. Okay, this I got to play. <clears throat> Good luck finding it. Okay. Uh, the company that released it doesn't like they they you can't get the game anymore. Huh? Like you you'll have to watch YouTube videos to get the story of the game because they've totally recalled the game. <laughs> was there a reason why they recalled the game? Yeah, because it was really fucking weird and it wasn't selling. Wow. So the as as you progress through the game, the like like the end of the game is you're dying. Mm-hmm. Like and your heartbeat is affecting what's happening in the game, and you basically have like an out of body, in body, out of body experience. What the fuck is this? I've never heard of this. It is by far like the and the gameplay itself is just driving. Okay, like it's it, just that the story that wraps around it is odd. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I gotta find this. And and it's like it's it's <clears throat> like a detective noir pr- police p- procedural kind of flavor. But uh, other people <coughs> in his dreams start to figure out that he can leave his body and possess other people, and so they like are trying to stop him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird ass fucking game. Okay. <laughs> that is it as weird as Katamari Damacy? Um, it's definitely more existential. 
Well, I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it definitely... <laughs> Out of my experience, yeah, it's existential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't say it's weirder. Katamari Damacy, overall, yeah. just so odd. There's nothing else like it. Like, There's literally nothing else like it. There's that that's the thing. It's, it's a completely <coughs> unique game. If you had to recommend other games, like, maybe the flavor. Like I said, Untitled Goose Game, kind of. Maybe. In that, but that's like, a game that's intentionally kind of weird because yeah. of the control scheme. Right. Yeah. Maybe like Minecraft, it has the same kind of feel to it. It's like it's relaxing but stressful at the same time. Right. Yeah. I I I, I almost want to say like if you're in the mood for Katamari, you could also like be down for like playing Sudoku for a little while. Where yeah. you like you wanna you wanna activate your brain, but you also kinda wanna be passive. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. There's literally I can't think of any other games that are similar to it if I had to Yeah, it's totally unique experience. <laughs> Totally unique experience. Tank controls in a uh, trippy. Have you have you tried to follow the storyline that plays it's out in so, the background? It's so bizarre. It's so weird. Like uh, the the kids and their da- I guess their dad goes to space. And yeah, he gets drunk and he knocks the stars out of the sky. No, no, no. I, the the humans in the in the like cutscene story. Oh, line. oh, in the cutscene stories. Yeah, they yeah. try to meet up with the god, and yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> That's almost more odd than the game itself. Yeah. The game if you cut the story out of the game, it's pretty basic game. Yeah. It's the story that wraps around it that's odd. Right. So it's just like not sure why this is here, but it I'm okay with it. Yeah. I it, I think the the little the little things that make me laugh out loud are like the royal rainbow every time every time he says it <laughs> i'd chuckle like it's just so funny it just like comes out and, and he vomits rainbows and right it's just, like ridiculous and he's got like an easter island head yeah and then at one point in the game he comments that the prince has grown and i think you like you genuinely your character has gotten like a little bigger he's like a little like an inch <laughs> he's like an inch taller by the end of the game and that's like that's it yeah you're still very tiny right why he has that weird head i don't know yeah, I, that's an odd. It's got to be a Japanese thing, I guess. And the, I, I don't know if you've ever gone to like the the mushroom where you can find the other princes. That like basically, it's just different skins to play as. Yeah, it's just different. It's different character models. Yeah, they've all played the same. I think they all have, like, they they don't all look like the prince. That like, there's one that's got like a hammerhead where his head goes forward instead of side to side. <laughs> and I I I kind of want to know like. <laughs> Are they just created, or is there, like, a mom god? Ooh. They never establish if there's a mom. Yeah. You know, is there, like, a queen of the cosmos? Maybe it's, like, Zeus, where you just sprout from the head of Zeus. Right. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's weird. That is a fucking weird game. That is a weird-ass game. Highly recommend playing it, though. Like, yeah, it's it's not hard to find. It's on, like, every single platform. Yeah. Yeah. And te- cheap, too. I think I paid, like, ten bucks for it. Yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah. yeah. It, and it'd be nice if they did another one. It'd be nice if they did a new one. I'd be down. Yeah. I mean... With I, the technology that we have now, it's like, it's it makes sense to go back to older games like that and try to update them. Yeah. Yeah, rather than try to make new stuff where it's kind of disappointing. Would you want more or less story in the new one? Oh, I want more. <laughs> I want more... I mean, not more cutscenes, but more, like, weird story shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, humanity is, like, rising up against the gods, being like, you can't suck us up into the stars! Right. <laughs> They're fighting against, like, the gods taking over there, and you're you're kind of, like, still rolling them over. <laughs> Entire armies are going up against you, and they're shooting you with tank shells. Right. Are you st- I mean, and the, every time you get hit by a tank shell, it blows off more people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but that'd be fun to see, like, you know... The darkest timeline. The darkest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gotten up to those episodes? You finished. Community. I finished. Community. Okay, yes. I finished it. Darkest timeline is like 
it's not really a meme, but it's one of my favorite things to say whenever fucked up shit happens. I'm yeah. just like, we truly are living in the darkest timeline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We are. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You realize you're making six different timelines. Of course I am, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I just, oh, my God. I feel like Dan Harmon's exercises in... Uh, there you go. Get Dan Harmon to write the new Katamari. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm for it. I mean, have like Rick and Morty characters show up. Yeah, uh, genuinely, I could see Justin Roiland doing a Katamari game. I don't. Have you played any of his like VR games or his? I don't have a VR set. Oh, okay, he's he he's got one game that's like all VR, but he's got another adventure game right now that's like a platformer, and it is bizarre. <laughs> I mean, it is not the gameplay's normal. And it's very much like Justin Roiland jokes, where every everybody's some version of butt or poop in their name, <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butt. Yeah, <laughs> or was it Mr. Poopy Butt? Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah, never that's just because that's his style of humor. Is just you know very filthy. Yeah, um, but the like the game and the characters and the situations are very like head scratchy kind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's fun. The VR game kind of reminded me of um, the the Stanley Parable a little bit, where, okay. it's, where it's like commentary on vr games yeah, as you and how think. we interact with our world and how you're actually interacting with a game right yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is even a joke within the stanley parable you can actually escape the game world and it comments on you escaping from the game world right so it's not really out of bounds but you thought you got out of bounds right yeah it's like a tiny pixel if you get through that pixel you escape <laughs> i've never played the stanley parable i've seen videos of it but i've actually never played it oh yeah it's i mean it's it's a it's a good play um it's pretty short too hmm. the the guy who made that made another game um, shoot, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember. Basically, the it, all he does is make like meta textual games. Yeah. And this game that he made after Stanley Parable is about game criticism, where <laughs> you you play as a as a you are playing the game and the the game is commenting to you that like there's no character it's just you playing the game hmm. and then you're being presented the levels that have been designed by a separate game designer who i who i think is like either passed away or something like that or like they just put everything out there just to find out what people thought of it so each level has like different aspects of like game design to it that you're supposed to be like criticizing while you play <laughs> So the game is sort of commenting on you as you're going through the game. Yeah. Huh. Um, and then the game ends with the guy's real email address where you're supposed to email him <laughs> your criticism of the game that you just played. Did anybody follow through with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. fascinating. It, it, it was it was really wild. It's, it's all about, like, the subjective nature of interacting with, like, entertainment mediums. Huh. Interesting. Super, super interesting. A lot deeper than Stanley Parable. Yeah. Stanley Parable is like meta. This is like levels deep. Postmodernism. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Post-meta, I guess you could say. Yeah. Which is kind of like what Metal Gear Solid 2 was trying to be. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you're playing the game, but the characters know they're in a game, but you're playing as the characters within the game that they know they're in the game. Right. This is too early for this shit, dude. <laughs> I just woke up, had my coffee. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a weird ass game we could talk about. Yeah. Not true. even the gameplay itself, but just the story is so bizarre. Did did it was it ever decided was that canon them being in the game? 
Um, I've heard different takes. It's like some people say it's out of canon. Some people say it's in canon because they even comment on it in Metal Gear Solid Four mm-hmm. because they even say like, oh well, when Arsenal Gear hit Manhattan, it's like, well, what did it actually hit Manhattan? Was it real? Right. Because no one's paying attention to anybody at the tail end of the Metal Gear Solid Two game. I, I watched. I mean, Ryan and Snake are just standing in the middle of the street, and there's no cars anywhere, and people are just walking past them. Yeah. And not commenting on anything. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think it's one of those games that's kind of like in flux. You can take it or leave it. I, I watched one of those like 45 minute long, br- like the plot of breakdown videos on yeah. it. And then immediately after that, I watched um, Video Game Donkey has a, <laughs> the like, uh, full metal, uh, yeah, uh, full metal, Metal Gear Solid breakdown video that's like six minutes long and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to understand the story in six minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. it's so bizarre. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Hideo Kojima, what can you do? He makes good games. I mean, yeah. I mean, whether you like him or hate him, he makes games that are different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, We need more of that. He won Best Director at the Game Awards. Good. Best Directed Game, Death Stranding. Deserves it. Deserves it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was, the, what was the game of the year? I can't remember what the game of the year was. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if I don't remember, that means it probably wasn't that good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure I didn't play it. I'm sure I, I didn't play it either. Again, I'm I'm just now catching up on. I think maybe it was Spider Man was the game of the year. I want to feel like that was game of the year. But yeah. Uh no. Uh Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh yeah, yeah that. Uh, I'd say it deserves it. Uh, it's not as good as Dark Souls. Dark Souls and Bloodborne are better. Uh, yeah. I just couldn't. I like the atmosphere better in Sekiro. I think. I just didn't like the story very much. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah. I was very confused about the story, and overall, I just could not grasp the gameplay very much. Sure. Just too quick for me. It, getting, it, I'm getting old. <laughs> it's too quick for me. Still can't grasp it. After after playing that and... And then I see people doing speed runs where they, like, they beat the game without any upgrades, and I'm like, you fucking asshole. Right. There's one guy that beat the entire game without getting hit once. Wow. Like, you... Ugh. See, I, I played those... Beating that last boss... <laughs> Was the biggest pain in the dick. Right. I spent four days on it. Oh, my God. still finally had to do it, but I had to cheat to do it. Yeah. God, what a pain in the ass. I, um, after after playing those, I played uh, Jedi Fallen Order Mm. when I first got my PlayStation, and, like, that that play style is so interesting, but I think overdone at this point now. There's so many copycats. Yeah. Like, there was all those knockoff games like Lords of the Fallen, The Surge. Right. You know, like, the, nobody does it as good as From Software, though. Right. Like, From Software just has that. And it's not just that the gameplay itself is that is their thing. It's that the worlds they create are interesting. Right. The world of The Surge is not that interesting. You you want to keep playing and see, like, what they What's designed. the next area look like? Right. What's the next area in The Surge look like? It's another factory. Wow. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so it's you just get a good world, wrap the story around that, and then put the gameplay in it. The gameplay is kind of like it's kind of like those games where you can like, uh, what's the game that's uh, where you build the game as you're playing? It's like RPG Maker. Remember that? Oh, you could like build your own game as you played it, but it was like, um, it, it's kind of like this own style of game that you can just sort of drop into anything. Okay, you can make any game like that, but. If you don't have an interesting story or visuals to wrap around it, what's the point? Sure. Anybody can play that game and make that game. It's just have an interesting world to back it up. Right. Because it's become so commonplace now. Right. Everyone's like, it's a Souls-like game. The moment that it becomes a tagline for a game, that's when it becomes pointless. Metroidvania. (laughs) 
<laughs> Metroidvania or a collectathon, Assassin's Creed style. It's like, that... collect this number of items, kill this number of bosses, clear this number of camps. Right. Like the, even Horizon Zero Dawn, fantastic game. It is a collectathon. Oh, yeah. It is straight up a collectathon, but it's done with such an interesting style to it that I didn't mind. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is totally separate rabbit hole, but I, I made a, a mental connection last night, uh, finishing up Spider-Man. Um, I'm really sick of, uh, pink elephant finales or pink elephant final second acts in video games. And what I mean by that is you have a certain gameplay and a certain level. And then at the end of the second act or the beginning of the third act, your character gets poisoned or takes drugs or some combination of the two and you go to this weird pink elephant land. It happened in Jedi. It happened in Spider-Man. Batman. happened in all the Batman games. It happened in uh, Dying Light, that uh, free-running zombie game. It happens in like every... um, The Metro games. uh, The Metro games. Far Cry. Fucking every Far Cry has that. I'm goddamn sick of... They, they they comment on that in um I think it's in uh, the Saints Row games they comment on that that concept really and they just make fun of it Saints Row Four that's one we could totally talk about oh yeah oh my god they they comment on like the Call of Duty franchise it opens up like a Call of Duty game where it's yep. like press Y to choke it's like just like the the um the hot button presses the quick time events they just make fun of it oh yeah and it's just it's a giant joke they know what they're doing oh, they yeah. know what they're making Absolutely. they just make fun of it is there a weirder arc for games to have taken than the Saints Row games oh jesus from Christ. like straight like straight, straight up serious GTA clone <laughs> to holy shit let's just blow up planet earth right and now we're in a VR simulation Right, That's so stupid. I and they're making a fifth one. Yeah, like what do you do now? You blow up the planet. What do you do? It's got to be time travel. Hopefully, it's got to be time travel. I hope so. That sounds awesome. Because they did a they did a one off called Gat Out of Hell, where yeah. it's like Johnny Gat escapes from hell. Right, I played that one. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. God. Super fun. Oh my they're god, they're always fun. Yeah. The moment you get like superpowers in the fourth game, I'm like, okay, I don't need to drive a car anymore. Oh, I I don't think I drove a car at all. The only time I, I ever this. have to is when the main missions where they take away your powers. Right. And the game becomes boring. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you play the rest of the game. It's like, hey, look at that. It's fun. Yeah. I'm Neo. <laughs> I'm literally Neo. <laughs> oh, God. Is that the best version of the Matrix games that we ever yes. got? Yes. Basically. Yes. Yeah, I fucking love those. Oh yeah. my god. But yeah, I'm I'm just uh I'm sick of uh sick of my characters tripping. I Yeah. It happens four times in Spider Man and I by the end of it I was just like, God damn it, please stop. I'm I am mm. just I wanna give up. I don't even care what the end of the game is now. <laughs> yeah, well, still. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna do a second game at some point. I I'm I I'd be into it. Just as long as it's not a, just a giant collectathon again. Yeah. I'm just getting tired of that. Like, hey, find all these hidden items. Finish all these trial runs. Go beat this random boss. Right. I want it to be like, what was the game? It was like, was it one of the other Spider-Man games where like you could roam around the city and you could like find random things happening around town? Huh. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was the Spider-Man at the adaptation of Spider-Man 2 where you could like find random crimes happening throughout town. Oh, sure. And you could do it in this one too, but it felt more like consequential in the sure. other ones. Whereas in this one it feels like you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. So, yeah, um 
my favorite Spider-Man game, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was like the oh yeah, I had that one, the cell shaded one for yeah. PS2. Yeah, back when the Ultimate comics were still coming out. Right. Um, first of all, that version of Venom, that Venom yeah. storyline, infinitely better than the one in the movie. In the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, infinitely better. Um, it be and I think they're gonna do it in the next Spider-Man based on the the like Easter egg scene with Norman Osborn where Harry's in the tank and he's got all the web shit on him. Yep. I think they're doing the same thing where it's going to be like he made the symbiote uh, and or get attached to uh, Peter. But like, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Um, when you're swimming through the city, uh, like random, there'd be like random muggings or you'd hear somebody scream that their purse was stolen and you could like, you know, take yep. it like it felt like it was organically happening around you rather than the the new Spider Man, which is like there's a random shootout yeah. in the middle of New and York. And the cops haven't arrived yet. Go take care of it. Right, right. And it's like it happens like every <coughs> two seconds. Whereas in like oh, yeah. the Spider Man two game, it was like every now and again things happen. But it's not like on your radar, like, hey, you have to go do it now. Right. Like it, you could if you wanted to, didn't have to. Right. But yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's gotta be a way to improve <laughs> that kind of game that it's not just collecting his shit yeah but that's what happened with the arkham games they, they they every single game has to be called arkham why yeah. it's a batman game yeah just you don't need the name arkham in there and you don't have to lock the fucking city down right why do you have to lock the city down in arkham knight like did you ever play arkham knight oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like like the, it's like you have a you have a shield around your car so if anybody gets in your way of your car you can knock them out of the way oh you mean i can't kill them right you realize if they just tied guys to those tanks that batman can't blow up those tanks Right. True. Like, just duct tape people to the side of the tank. He's like, well, Batman's just like, well, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Can't hurt him, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that that was uh, probably the weakest of the games. Yeah. Deathstroke shows up for like the last 30 minutes. And he's not even, you don't even actually fight him. He's a fucking tank. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was disappointing. Yeah. Holy shit. Do you ever, um... The Arkham Knight is a totally new character. You mean it's not Jason Todd? <laughs> oh, you mean it's Jason Todd? You fooled me. Oh. You sure got me on that one. What a great look for a character, only to be completely ruined by the very end because he has no reason to change his opinion by the end of the game. Right. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. The um. Hopefully, s- hopefully we get that Superman game. I mean, they said they were working on it. I I they there was one for um. I want to say PS2. Maybe it was PS3. Superman Returns. Yeah, it was like all right. It's fine. It's fine. It was like a it was like a beat 'em up, but it was the you, powers well, were cool. Superman can't die, so all that happens is that the town gets destroyed. Right. So you, basically the idea is to keep the town alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it looked really ugly after a while. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, none of those games have aged well. No. <laughs> Do you ever see the um some of the like uh unreleased footage from the Batman Begins? video game Mm-mm. i played that i played that game it was okay uh th- it's very th- very very linear oh yeah it's like it's literally a rail <laughs> that that kind of stuff i, I don't know i i don't want to say i prefer it compared to like an open city where you're just supposed to go collect everything um but th- they can be well done they're like the kind of semi-linear dishonored yeah. is like that yeah keep it like a like keep it a locked off level right and you can play around within the level right like i am tired of just like big open world because open world games i've noticed this it's a shortcut for game design right basically you build up you build the map put the crap on the map and then you just put the player like well here you are go have fun right it's a shortcut for game designers as opposed to having to cleverly design levels like the dark souls franchise it is the way it is because of clever level design right everything wraps back around the entire world is kind of circuitous 
or there's a hub world where everything kind of links back, like Firelink Shrine, or it'd be like Magella in um in Dark Souls Two, where yeah. it's like everything kind of sprouts out from there. Yeah. So it's they have to design things properly, right? As opposed to like Grand Theft Auto, where it's like, hey, it's a big world, and there's all the crap within the world. Go have fun. Right. So yeah, yeah. It's a shortcut for game designers. I think that's why I like Breath of the Wild so much because it was it, it is an open world, but, but you don't have to go around the world. Right. You can just finish the game in like an hour. Right. If you wanted to. So I yeah. mean, like speedrunners that finish that game in like twelve minutes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like <laughs> you go right to the cast, right and fight Ganon right away if you wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not recommended, but uh, yeah. But I, I, I think I like that one more because it, it like their biomes, right? Like yeah. you have, yeah. It feels like there's different areas, even though it's all one map. Yeah. So you, it doesn't like Spider Man. Oh my God, I'm so sick in New York. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's all city, like, yeah. and then and then the park looks ugly as fuck. It is hideous. <laughs> yeah. And if you get stuck in the park without any momentum, it's like, well, I guess I have to run now. Yep. Great. <laughs> guess we're jogging. Yeah. I remember there was a game for the PS2. They got a couple of sequels called Way of the Samurai. And it was kind of like... I remember those. It was uh, a game that was kind of like an adaptation of Yohimbo, the Akira Kurosawa film Yohimbo. Yeah. Basically, you're this random samurai that wanders into town. And the only goal is get get out of the town. You can just run straight through to the other side of town and you're done. The game ends. Or wander around town and find all these random quests for like people that need like... You know, people need protection, escort these people from one side of the town to the other, take out these random thugs. Mm. It's like you didn't have to fight anybody if you didn't want to. You could run to the other side if you wanted. But the core of the game is wander around, find out what's going on around the town. Yeah. And it was on the PS2. And they got like two sequels, I think. Wow. Yeah. It, it was a it was a kind of a sleeper hit. Sure. Yeah. Good games, though. Nice. Wild. Um, I think we're pretty much at a good good yeah. stopping point yeah yeah but katamari damashi that is a weird ass game yeah yeah go play it maybe someday they'll make another one i hope so yeah it'd be nice to bring it back not just as a mobile game but as a legitimate like you know it'd be great uh multiplayer it's like battle royale is a big thing multiplayer battle royale katamari damashi that'd be great where it's like a giant map and you're just rolling everything up and eventually you can just roll around like on like 12 other people in the map. Right. That'd be great. How, okay. how great would it be if you were like slow and small and then all of a sudden there's like a big ass. And just out of nowhere, this <laughs> giant ball comes out of nowhere. You, like you're rolling around on it and you're picking up the stuff off of it in order to get, in order to build your own ball up. That'd be great. That'd, that'd be, be good stuff. That'd be so yeah. much fun. I, yeah. I had pitched a um, Battle Royale portal game that was like. That'd be fun. An, a non-violent contender for, you know, those kind of. Yeah. Games where you could trick people to falling into like pits of fire, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You like use their momentum against them with their portals and throw them off the map or something like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then either have like a black hole in the middle that you know, once the time runs out, it just starts sucking everything yeah. in towards it. Last person to fall in wins, wins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, yeah, Katamari, go play it. Yeah, good game, good game, weird ass game, <laughs> very weird ass game. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm not sure what we'll do next. Um, we'll talk about the next game. Yeah. We'll figure out what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe something from 64. I've got to go back through the catalog. Yeah. I think st- maybe Conquer would be a good one to yeah, talk about. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. We can go into like the, the history of that one a little bit more, too. Yeah. This is an interesting one to talk about. How yeah. it ended up on an N64 is just bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. We have Mario, and we have Conquer. <laughs> it looks like a kid's game. Oh, it's not. I, w- <laughs> I wish Conquer could be in Smash Brothers. That'd be awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure somebody somewhere has also said the same thing. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, if we can get fucking Street Fighter guys on it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right. So let's wrap it up. Yep. Cool. The end. The end. <laughs>